This is Joe. Welcome to Wahine Wino's podcast. An unscripted and unedited podcast. Chihu. Chihu. And we're back to drinking wine this time. Oh my god. Were yeah. we last time? No, I think we, we were too. We, were we? That was the first one back, right? I don't know. I don't no, we weren't. we weren't. We weren't because I was desperately trying to smoke weed out of a pipe <laughs> <laughs> during our podcast because I needed I needed a little something, something. Yeah, no, we we stayed sober for a while. Yeah, so we're back with wine. We're back to being Wahine Wino. I'm so excited. I have a huge glass of Chardonnay. I am, yeah, white LaMarca, bottle and a half, I think. Yes, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. But we're not driving. No, we're not driving. We are not driving. This is well-deserved after dry January. And it is February. February, the month of love. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) So before we get into our topic tonight, we are going to do our updates. And it's going to be quick, I think, because we were going to (laughs) do... Obviously, we came up with this love idea because it was just Valentine's Day. Just a few days so, ago. So cute. Um, I am a huge sucker for that mo- the movie called Valentine's Day because that's how I roll. That's how easily I get suckered into really oh, good things. I love but the But I Hallmark seriously movies. love that movie. Have you seen Valentine's Day? No. Oh, my God. You have to watch it. It's really cheesy and it's all about like all the different types of love. That's and, my favorite. You know, oh, that's exactly what we're talking that's what about, we're talking about. Today. Yeah. That's kind of when we were talking about the idea. I'm like, yes. Um, so, Day of Love and... Um, the rom-coms. Yeah. But I get suckered into those during the holidays. Yeah. But. Well, people, all sorts of people get suckered into love. You know, Big D told me that this was a day that people called each other when they hadn't spoken for 10 years. <laughs> I think that's called Christmas. <laughs> I was like, I don't think that's called anything. <laughs> but delusional. Or birthdays. Birthdays are good. Maybe. Um, but, but it was the holiday Yes, it was the day, or Hallmark Day is what I like to call it. Actually. Yeah, or sing. Well, last year, you all you oh. had to sing was singles. It's singles happy awareness sing, day. Happy Singles Awareness Day. <laughs> My God, I've been single how many years now for Valentine's Day? Four years. <laughs> and I don't mind it at all. Actually. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think Valentine's is is really a Hallmark holiday. Yes. But I do always try to say, like, oh, I, tried, I buy into it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do something. To show my love for, you know, somebody, usually my daughter. And right. I just want to say that my update is quick because my Valentine's Day was horrible. Yeah, uh, mine was impromptu and it ended up being with you. Joe and I spent it together at the bar. Our, our old faithful. Yes. And then, uh, I don't, do we ever, we name that bar sometimes and I'm not going to do it right now because what I got to say is not nice. That wine was so awful at the bar. I thought I was going to die the next day. And then I was talking to my friend who, like, knows the people that, like, you know, serve there and stuff like that. And she said it's because they keep the white wine in the sun. Ooh. And then they cool it before they serve it. Why would they do that? it's shitty anyway. Or they keep it, like, not cool and then it's, like, heated up and then... Ew. Because it's basically fermented. Yeah. I had three glasses of wine, which is a lot, but not that much for me. And I... The next day, I really, I was like, I can't do this. Like, I left work early. I felt horrible. Ooh. Yeah. I didn't realize. This is why I stick with tequila. Yeah. I feel like at a dive bar, you got to go with tequila or or maybe vodka. Like, something that can't be cheap and horrible. Like, I'm really learning that. I should have learned it 10 years ago, considering I'm 43 (laughs) now. But drinking cheap wine at a dive bar is a shitty idea. Yeah. Never a good idea. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, I was fine with the two. Was it? Did I have two or three? I don't. We even... both had three. Oh shit! See, but we are back to drinking, ladies. And back gentlemen. to drinking. But I feel like you're. Yeah, the wine. It's just that wine. Like yeah. I can. I can have three glasses of this wine right now that I'm drinking mm-hmm. and be fine. 
But it was that shitty wine. And, and be honest, you can have a bottle or so. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying. Three glasses and I thought I was going to die. Right, is, right, Is right. a factor of really shitty wine. So I'm not trying to be mean about that place. Obviously, don't. I shouldn't go there and drink wine. Right. That, that's the thing. Room. We'll put it all on M because yeah. that place is cool. Yes, yes. Just me. Just me. Yeah. Yeah. So that is your update is what? It was just crappies. Oh, yeah. So just basically, I, I always want to spend it with my daughter. My daughter was not kind to me um, the day before, and I was pissed off, and I spent it with Joe at the bar. We did. We ended up going to the bar. It was, like, early. <laughs> Real early. It was, like, 4 You were, like, meeting at 520, and I was there at oh. 505, sitting outside waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah, so you could say we definitely, I did not have a date, neither did Em. We are each other's date Yay. for Valentine's Day. Yeah. I love that. No, I really appreciate the last since the divorce of like not having anybody you know like romantic relationship for Valentine's is just so much pressure. It is a lot of pressure. And oh, my funniest moment on Valentine's Day was before I went to meet you. Mm. I don't know why I went to the store. Anyway, I went to the grocery store, just our local food land in Puplani, and I was telling her when I met her, it was making me laugh because there was it was full <laughs> of men at the store. Like it was like a mad pathetic, rush of men pathetic. trying to find shit. For Valentine's Day, gosh, I said I would stop swearing into. No, don't do it. Don't do it. Just, just be you. Finding just be you. Valentine's Day stuff, you know, like last minute for their honeys. Right. And I, I, there was a huge line, so I started like analyzing what everyone had because there was like the guys bringing more than one. They had more than one bouquet of flowers, and I'm like, either you got two ladies, <laughs> or you're like new in this relationship. You're not sure what she will like, so that was kind of <laughs> cute. I saw some guys, you know, bring buying like stuff for like kids, like cupcakes. I'm like, oh, cute, you know, you're like doing something like that. Step on, daddy. I saw some pretty sad stuff, like the guy. One guy bought cupcakes, some chicken wings, and I think like a chocolate bar. And I was like, I have this bad feeling that the cupcakes are the for kids. The chicken is what you're going to be making, and just plain old chicken with nothing else. And the chocolate bar is for your sweetie, you know. Oh, but you know what? This is where like maybe it's. You know, the th- it's it's better than nothing, right? I mean, they put Do you something want cupcakes and <laughs> no, agreed. Actually, you're right, and I did think that too. Like any sort of effort, I think any sort of effort that somebody puts through on that day should be acknowledged. Yeah, I would still be angry. You know, <laughs> I mean, I think anything like just I got a lot of stuff in my class from the kids. You know, yeah. luckily because I was so mad at my own kid, um, I got one little girl walked up to me and said will you be my Valentine's? And I said, of course. And then she goes, I made you a card. And I was like, okay. And she made me a card and it said, it was called Our Love Story. Oh, and it was God. a picture of me and her on different pages doing different things. Oh, that's sweet. I was like, oh. This goes right into what we're talking about today. Yeah. Different kinds of love. Different kinds of love. So that was really nice. And, um, yeah, so I don't think, I would never be mean about anyone doing anything to express their love. But exactly. I, I think, and I'm not trying to be mean in the food line comments, it's just was funny to see in the last it's comical. Minute, the it's last comical. Minute, you're it like, really oh, is. and I mean, some of it is. I think people felt pressure. They probably like. I was a lot of the men were like construction men. Just saying, they probably <laughs> went to work not think maybe forgetting it was Valentine's Day. Yeah, and right, then were reminded, right. and then we're like, oh crap, I gotta find something for my sweetie, and the only option now is food. Then, god damn, so it's just different to see like what people would do, you know. Yeah, I don't. I, I, it's been so long since I've been not seeing, <laughs> but yeah, totally. But no matter what it was, I think it's cute, and I would love anyone to share what their cute things they got or things that they did for people on Valentine's Day because I'm a sucker and I like to hear stuff like that. You know what? That's true. Like the if I ever have my kids on a Valentine's Day, I try to do like a nice breakfast for them. I'll, you know, I 
I'll have like nice heart-shaped cookies or something like that. But yeah. this year, I did not have my kids, my daughters, for um, Valentine's Day. So it was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I went to work and I was like, I made sure that that day, Tuesday, was I wasn't going to spend it with anybody romantic because I wanted to set that precedent of like, it's just me. And I'm being by myself. My girlfriends, perhaps, right? And I come home after Emma and I went to this place and sat at our old faithful bar. Mm-hmm. I came home and I think I just watched Netflix. It was awesome. Well, me too, because I watched Valentine's Day. Yeah, right. You did. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I might have taken a bath. I don't think so, though. But I think I just went to sleep. It was nice. Yeah. It's like, no pressure. It's like, I am not going to get pressured by the man. <laughs> no. And I love that. And I, I've always spent pretty much every Valentine's Day with just my daughter. So it was right. super disappointing. I was really devastated about what happened. So my Valentine's Day, my Valentine's Day was kind of crap, but I did like the ending of watching the movie. But right. I, I like watched it pretty much by myself. Well, I hope you you all patched it up together. You know, did you we did. It? It's okay, it's in, we're in a better place now, and I think we're gonna move forward, and it's gonna be okay. But you know, it's mother just, daughter it's relationships are always so tricky. I know. We keep wanting to do a podcast about it. We and have. then every time we suggest it, I feel like we're like, eh. Maybe this Mother's Day. Well, yeah, we have done one. I think we did one before, We right? should do it again. We should. We should. Because there's a lot to talk about. Okay. Mother-daughters. <sighs> if it's not one thing, I'm glad we're mother. not talking. <laughs> right. I, I laughed here. I'd say that again. No, like, Sigmund Freud. Sigmund Freud said, if it's not one thing, it's your mother. I love that. Ah, and that is so true. People always say, like, I, I, as a therapist, like, I'll hear, oh, I know I have daddy issues. And I'm like, actually, you have mother issues. We all do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure on us moms. Yeah. And, and in therapy, that all the times that I, it always boils down to mother issues for it's me, too. all mom I issues. I feel like sometimes they try to suss out if there's a daddy issue. But as soon as it's kind of. But even if it's, it's a not, dad issues, is guess who chose your dad? True. So it's a mom issue. Oh, God. We're fucked. We are. Being a mother. Oh, dude. This is why I was like, all right. Oh, you know, I'm going to make amends someday. <laughs> you know, we're trying your best. We're we trying, trying your, your best. best. You know, we're breaking. But luckily, when our daughters become mothers, I think they'll be more understanding. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, our daughter's um, uh, life is definitely a lot less traumatizing than our own. <laughs> yeah. So we've already started to break the chain. So I'm, I'm very happy about that. <laughs> Yay! We can't go. We can't go through this human life unscathed. That's for sure. So, right. Anyway, so today we are talking about M. We're talking about the six kinds of love according to the Greeks. Um, and yeah. Did you all know there were six different kinds of love? Here, I'll pull it up. But we already wrote them down. But um, we are talking about the ancient Greeks' six words for love. And I'm really excited to understand. We are, because, you know, when we think love in our culture, automatically, like, you know, when you listen to all the songs, it's always about romantic love and finding the one. Life is so great. I've got my career. I've got this. I've got that. Now I'm just missing my one. Right? It always just boils down to finding that one person. God, 90 Day Fiance. All these fucking things on that. Or, like, love is blind. Okay. okay. No, I feel like that's your own filter, because I'm like, or there's songs like S&M and, like, all I want to do, like, there's a lot of songs about, air, like, but those are love. love. Right, but that's what I'm saying. It's always about another. It's a, some sort of romantic love, is what I'm saying. It's never oh, like, like there's not songs about friendship, right? It's not gonna be. I'm talking about my mom love, or friendship love, or or universal love. You know what I mean? It's always the love. The songs that we're talking about is always some sort of romantic sexual love. It's like finding the one. It's like where's my prince charming? 
kind of thing. I feel like there's different things, but but I think it's still interesting to to talk about the six these. Yeah, six but different I'm saying like in general as our culture, all over, it's actually the world as human being. It's it's just like it's the romantic love. When we think love, we think romantic, some sort of romance or sexual. Okay. We never think about other kinds of loves, which is what we're going to talk about right now. Yeah, perfect. Okay, um, so our first one is Eros. So we're starting hot. We were debating about doing these in a different order, but this is the order that it was like in the things that we were reading. So I guess there's a reason it's this order. Right. And so Eros, number one, E-R-O-S, like not like arrows. I think of like Cupid's arrows, you know? Yeah, but E-R-O-S is basically like a sexual love. Like it's dangerous. It can be fiery. Um, take hold, it, like it can take hold of you and you might lose control in this kind of love. So this is when I think love, I think I feel as if our society, when we hear love, this is automatically what we go towards. Arrows? Er- arrows kind of love. Okay. Hmm. Because when you look at, seriously, we're like, you know, it's like, or the uh, bachelor, the bachelorette, it's, it's finding... It, just look at all the, the shows that's on. It's really towards Arrow's kind of love. I know. I feel like this is where we're having a big difference, and I'm staring at you like you have four heads, because I'm like, I generally watch shows like Deadly Women, Law & Order SUV. Again, about love. It's always some sort of betrayal with romance, romantic love. Well, Deadly Women is also like people who like kill their kids and stuff. Like it's, oh, it's like It's not only romantic love, or it's just people who killed a coworker. It, the only difference about Deadly Women is it's a woman that did the killing. Okay. It's not all romantic. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pivot off but of that. Pivoting from that. Um, but Eros is the sexual, dangerous, fiery, take hold of your... This, like, so for me, I was like, this is a lot to start with. Because I, I do, I don't know if I totally see the same way as you that this is what the culture thinks love is or that, that goes towards that. But I do see this is this is um, something that people get caught up with in very easily. Mm-hmm. Like you're not like going down the scheme of things and getting into like more long term relationship is not where you start. So I get, I get that Eros is sort of a starting point, and that some people just get sort of trapped there, and and then like kill, well because like kill somebody because we're just talking about deadly women. Sorry, a little right. bit of a second, all the but, country songs. Come on, all the country songs are about love. Yeah, but I but I feel like. The country songs are more about, about like arrows more kind romantic of kind of love. Arrows, that's it. Arrows kind of love. But we have like further ones coming down. Also, to me, arrow. To me, my interpretation of this was like it's lust. Okay, so never it's mind. Basically, so lust. this is what we're, we're going to clarify. So go ahead. M has has the reading. What is arrows? Well, yeah. So I just I already read it. Sexual lust, dangerous, fiery. Take hold of your. Take hold of you or lose control. So to me, this is just lust. Oh right. Like personally, like totally, I, I, I mean, totally. I, I definitely think people are are very. Um, obsessed with this because this is kind of the starting point, right? I mean, I would think in order for you to love somebody or to be initially attracted to someone, you're going to have to be, I mean, to get really, you're going to be attracted initially. Yeah, there's got to be that carnal love. Yeah, exactly. And I think this is that basic. This to me is like, see someone at a bar, you're like, oh, yes. Fuck yeah, I want to fuck that one. (laughs) Yeah, like, this is what I, you know, like you're attracted immediately, but sometimes that's all there is. Or you go and you go through with it and maybe hook up with the person and it's great, but it doesn't necessarily go further than that. Or, right. You know, like, this is what I'm understanding. Right, sure. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I like that. I like the arrows. I would love to have arrows. It's just not 
all like that's that the only love it's an incomplete picture or it's yeah it's like a jumping jumping off point right like have that at first and then go deeper right so in a romantic love i would love to have the arrows part yeah you you look at them you're like i want to fuck you like right now yeah yeah (laughs) like let's go to the back and let's just do it because that's important to have that lustful yes definitely but it's also if that's all you have that's when it's dangerous yes agreed and i think this can be the stage as like that people, it says, like, take hold, take hold of you, you lose control, mm-hmm. can be dangerous and fiery. Like, this is because that love is probably not much deeper than the lust. This is what I think. Mm-hmm. So you can get caught in that stage, right? And then one person can feel one way and another person not. And that creates conflict because you don't have the better understanding of a deeper kind of love, really. Right. Like, I'm picturing this being, like, crazy people who, like, go through their part. You know, stalkers. Phone, yeah. Stalkers, you know, pick fights with other people. They're, like, real possessive at this totally. stage because they're not super confident in something, you know? Right. Um, but I feel like, yeah, like, it's about, the like, the lust. And then I think, like, it says lose a loss of control. Like, to me, that's an orgasm, right? Like, it's that part of, like... The very carnal, like sexual, right? Part I mean, it's all love. as as dangerous as it could be. It's also an. I mean, it's also the the part of love that makes it exciting. Oh and, yeah, like if know, you didn't have holy moly, if right? If you didn't have that excitement, it wouldn't be. Yeah, it wouldn't get like no. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's it's that it's that part of love where you just look at each other and you're just like ugh. Ha. Yeah, like can't wait. <laughs> ha. Ha. <laughs> can't wait to get the yeah. totally. Yeah, yeah. No, that's then that's the good stuff. But like you're saying, there's all in one. But when that good stuff isn't available, then it flips because there's nothing else there. You flip to the I'm gonna stalk you and harm right. you and right. chase you down. Right. Right. So it's really that. Yeah. When we are arrows, is the love of you getting stuck in that. This is all love. It is just lust. Yeah, and you're not seeing past it. Because I have a feeling, because when we were debating about the order and the way that we should present these, and I was like, oh, we should go in this other order, and we're following the order that it kind of came from the ancient Greeks, I guess, that this is the most superficial kind in a way. Yes, we're going more, yeah, we're going superficial. And you're starting to build deeper. Right, into something more substantial. Yeah, and so this isn't, this should be the starter, I would think, but not like the like latch on to point. And then that's why it can result into this melee sometimes of people who feel... I mean, God, I can think of like, you know, guys who are players and they have like five or six different girls that are all into them. They're all at this stage. Right. But that, this is like how girls end up like fighting with other girls. Oh, my because God. Because like, he's mine. No, he's mine. You know, and <laughs> that boy like, is Ugh. mine. Remember that song by Brandy? Never mind. Yes. And Monica. Brandy and Monica, they're all fighting in a song. <laughs> do you want to sing it for us? No, I suck. I know. I'm like, I would love I'm, to too, but I'm not I'm like the either. only Filipino that don't sing. It's really horrible. I'm fired. <laughs> I sing every day with my students in class, but I cannot sing outside of that. I cannot sing. Yeah. But anyways, back to the arrows. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, I think arrows, is, I feel like it's so exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. It's totally exciting and I love feeling arrows. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I think it's the most exciting exciting point. And then like, and then maybe we'll move in. Okay. So right, then, right. Um, and then, but then with, the, with the arrows, you can only stay in that excitement for a certain amount of time. It's like you just... Your body cannot, it's not sustainable. Yeah, and I, and I think that the sexual part of it could be sustained longer, but... With support but from But you need the, the other de- things to come right, in. That's where I feel like where it we're starts to separate. start talking about like, that. Like, if, if you get got all this arrows and you're like, yes, and then other things start to build, you can still, right. separate, you can have that still going. But yes. when it's only, I think, that one thing, yeah. and nothing else develops, that's where it just ends 
But I think if we, prior to this, uh, we were talking about earlier how you're saying how uh, something along the lines of the arrows part for you started to develop when you started really owning your own self. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, so the more comfortable for, uh, I'm going to own this myself, like more comfortable I am with my own sexuality and how I am lustful with my own self. It, my arrows with another is definitely a lot more heightened and it's just a lot more exciting. And it's, it's just, uh, not, not solely focused on that. So it comes to maturity. Oh, for sure. For sure. And so I feel like there's, yeah, there's different stages of it for sure. And different relating to like different stages of life as well. Do you feel that, uh, that without arrows, a romantic relationship would be what? Well, then we should talk about the other categories because I, this is what I'm saying. I think you can go into different things. I would personally, in my heart of hearts, hope that any good relationship would start with a good shot of arrows, uh, right? Fuck I would me. hope that. Oh, but like, I, would say, I would say, like, our next category, there's probably relationships that bypass the arrows and go straight to, like, our, like the next one, which is about a deep friendship. Okay. Right? Yeah. The next one is philia. Mm-hmm. Philia, I hope P-H-I-L-I-A. Yeah, philia, I think of like Orphelia. All these have names that I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Like Orphelia, like that's like, there's books about Orphelia. This, oh, I didn't know that. Well, you're she's so also in Shakespeare, but that's not what I was so thinking smart. about. But um, that's like the deep friendship, which could be a different jumping off point for love. This was more about plat- platonic friendship, but I feel like if you don't, if you skip the arrows phase right. somehow, but you try to develop a relationship off of just deep friendship. Mm-hmm. then, you know, that's a different jumping off point. Maybe not as exciting and maybe, maybe could work. Right. And that's the thing, right? Know. You know, when, when we meet somebody who's nice, nice, kind, <laughs> right? Nice, kind, great conversation, has everything else. Can we be friends? And are you going to erase the arrows because the philia is there and everything else is there? Yeah. So, gosh, there's so much to consider when you think about the different kinds of loves that's available for us as human beings. And right. so right now, like, Emma and I have philia. (laughs) Right. For sure. Platonic friendship and love for that person. And it involves loyalty. Right. Excuse me. Um, It can be, um, well, yeah, it's just loyalty or sacrifice with that other person. Right. Um, That you show your feelings with them and. Sharing. Lots of sharing. Yeah. (laughs) And that's what we have with our friendships. Yeah. I think so too. But I do think that. If you're looking at this as like a trans, um, yeah, not like, a transgression, the other way, um, an evolution maybe. Like of love, well, I was thinking of like linear, which uh-huh. is probably not exactly how it's supposed no, to. Be. But if you start yeah, out with yeah, arrows yeah. and then you added on, right? This, this is philia. The, the, we're talking about your the perfect, relationship would be the perfect deeper, love. Right? The perfect love is happening right now. Everybody, listen to this. Listen. Yeah, I think yeah. we're trying to build this perfect love story in our little podcast right. and like the things that you would add. So if you had the arrows and then you added the philia you're moving right. somewhere so you have the lust and like i want to fuck you but i also and then, like have loyalty because this is loyalty and i accept you for you are who you are because you're my friend and you accept yeah. me for who i am because i'm your friend and there's that yeah the understanding you know how friendships are like em and i have this amazing friendship and i swear to god if i was lesbian that would be great but i'm not strictly dickly sucks for me because there's amazing like women. <laughs> there sure are. <laughs> but fuck, I love dick. So, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> back to what we're talking about is, um, yeah, so the, I love that. It is. It's, it's, it's like the, a complete picture of, of partnership, of love in general. So we have yeah. arrows and we have philia. Philia, like moving to the deeper part. 
And then I would just also say, I'm like, oh, we're telling this whole picture. But a fractured version would be that you skip the arrows and then you just go right to the philia with somebody. Yeah, like and you have so a really that would good be more friend, of a companionship. Companionship. Like you have a really good friend and you're like, oh my gosh, I can, you know, talk to this person. I can, we can like talk all night. We can relate. We can, right. we can watch like movies together. Things. We can go hiking. We can do all the things right. we like. And then you just have no oomph. Um, uh, passion. And uh, I've, I've definitely been in relationships that started with philia. And I think if you never had the arrows part, it's hard to, hard to, you know, bring that in all of a sudden. And then for me, I feel like I've definitely always had the arrows and not the philia. Like okay. I have all I've been that person that like settles for that loss. Like it's gonna work because we fuck so amazing, you know? Right. Yeah. And then and then nothing, and then it ends up being painful because that yeah, and because there is no philia, there is no friendship, and there's no loyalty, and so that sucks. <laughs> so yeah. and it, it is it's that now that maturity. So as we evolve, hopefully we we prefer and we not only prefer but um but uh have a standard of having only you know the all of these in the in, the ingredients the ingredients to make yeah the ingredients of perfect love what the imper, the per, as perfect as you can get on this human earth yeah exactly right okay so next one philia. okay the next one so that was philia and then we have ludus spell that for us oh gosh okay i think it's l u d u s but let me check my handy dandy not but, ludicrous not, i know right all of them well i'm going to think of that Luda, my old uh, right, you went to school middle with school buddy. Right, you went to school Ludus, with him. L-U-D-U-S, or yeah. Playful Love. Playful Love. Oh, that is says, so important. Okay, it says, while philia could be a matter of great seriousness, there was a third type of love value by the ancient Greeks, which was playful love. Um, and so... Tell us more, please. Okay, so this form of love is the playful affection between children or casual lovers... Um, it's like flirting and teasing in the early stages of a relationship. Mm. But we also live out our ludus when we stand around in a bar bantering and laughing with friends or when we go out dancing. I love this because I always tell Em, like, I want a man who's witty, right? And yeah. I, I feel like this is it. Like, this is that, that bantering, the ludus. I, I search, I personally search for that ludus love. Yeah. Well, I think it's super important, and, and I, like, as we're going through this, so I'm, I'm still confused, and this is, like, why well, I was kind of thinking about the order differently. To me, Ludus would be actually first before right. Erosophilia. Right, Because I right, feel like you, right. I mean, I, I'm not judging anyone. If you, if you go to a bar and you meet someone and you're like, let's fuck, and you go fuck that person immediately in the back, good for you. You know what you wanted, and you did that. But I feel like most likely you have this playful thing going on. So let's, for the listeners, let's just say this is not an order. Yeah, I feel like this is a weird order, but Ludus would be like the playful, and I feel like that is... The flirtatious. And it's more innocent, and that is the exciting. And I feel like you could have Ludus going on with like, oh yeah, like at a bar, and that person's cute, and you're kind of trying to win their, you know, get their attention, or their, you know, whatever, or they're doing that for you. Or you could have it like going on at work with like a coworker you think is cute. You know, like, I feel like there's a lot of or, different ways that this could manifest. Look at that, self-disclosure, like I was on Tinder for a hot minute there. Mm-hmm. It's it's that banter, the initial banter yeah. on Tinder. Yeah. And that's honestly the Ludus love is how I actually I um I figure out which one is which guy's worth actually giving my my phone number to. Right, cuz that's the playful exciting part before right. the lust. Exactly. Yeah, that's why I'm like this isn't a weird order for me because I would think 
that you have to sort of develop this playful kind of affection first. Right. Once again, I am not judging anybody who just goes straight to the sex. But, like, in my life, that's never happened. Like, I've never... I've. I've never met somebody and been like, let's fuck, let's fuck. Like, there is no. always some playful thing before that oh. leads you to the... The ludus love. Yeah. Totally. Um, and I would like to say that I think the ludus part is the cutest and it's probably so the best cute. stage. It's exciting. Because I would describe it, too, like, when you are first trying to date someone and you get really excited about, like, whether they're going to text. You know what I mean? And it's so exciting when they text. Or, like, like you're like, oh, I hope he texts. And then he yeah. texts. Yes. Yeah. For me, it's more like, okay... Is he going to, like, meet, meet me at my banter? Like, is he going to be as witty as I am? Is he going to be funny? Is he going to be... It's, it's like... Is but he it's gonna, the unknown, so it's right, exciting. Right, right, right. Is, is yeah. Exactly. You're totally right. It's that excitement of who is this person. Yeah. Right? That superficial, oh, my God, he's cute, but what's he got underneath that cuteness? Right. Yeah. yeah. And then I would think you could go into Eros or Philia because you'd either be like, oh, yes, oh. let's get it on, like oh my Donkey God. Kong. Okay. Or you're going to be like... Yeah, and you're so funny, but I think we should just be friends. So I just have to say, like on Tinder, like there was this hot, hot guy, super hot, like as they come on Tinder, right? No, no, this guy is like full on model. I got confirmed by another friend of mine. He was like, "Oh my god, I know this guy. He is a model." Okay. Anyway, so I was trying to do the ludus kind of thing with him, mm-hmm. and I put this. I feel like I'm pretty witty and I'm funny, mm-hmm. but so I, I said, you know, I texted him something, and well, not texted, but on on, on Tinder. And then, and he, all his reply was, it wasn't at all, it wasn't at all, it was like, not at all witty. Like, fine. It was like. How are you, fine? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I was like, yeah, no. Because it was just like, come on, what, you, that's all you got? Like, just because you're hot. It doesn't, well, that's why, because you he's know? probably living in one realm of love, right? Right. He's probably living in the arrows, like, yeah. everybody wants to fuck me, I like to fuck that's where that's all I'm yeah, gonna like, do. I look good. And I'm like, no, I don't want a dead fish. All right, just cause a dead cute fish. No, thank you. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 That sounds like it. Men can definitely be. Oh God. Dead fish. Come on. Don't be such a dick. It's mm-hmm. not that. It's come on. Get over yourself. So yeah. Anyways, I did not text him. I mean, not text, but I did not reply after that. I'm like, yeah, really? I'm not gonna work harder than you. Yeah. Like that's done. No. That's yeah. Because totally there was done. no ludus. If there's no ludus, I'm not gonna follow through. Right. Yeah. See that. That's why I'm like. I think that's the most open, playful part. Like you're like, oh, maybe. Yeah. It's maybe. That, it's that. Initial- and you might eliminate someone in two seconds. Like you could be like, that guy's so cute, and they come over and say something real dumb. And you're like, nope. That's the end of that. <laughs> it's, it's that initial spark in the eyes. If, yeah. if, if and, and in today's world, because you're not really meeting eye to eye anymore, it's on Tinder. Yeah. It's the initial spark in the in that like it in the conversation of like when you first talk to each other. Yeah. You know, and if it's not there, I'm not gonna waste my time on you. I'm just no. not. It's like yeah, I agree. I'm not gonna lust after you just because your pictures look good. I, I, 100%. <laughs> I'm not that superficial. Well, I need a lot more beers. Or uh, I don't beers. Drink, I don't drink beer. I don't. I'm drink like, where beer. did that come from? I know. From? I just came out. It was, <laughs> That's I don't weird. Because I've been drinking. I have been drinking, which I haven't done in a long time. Um, <laughs> anyways, yeah. That's but we're not drinking beer. I don't think we've ever had a beer on this podcast. Ew. Yeah, no. We do love Marco. Oh, except for when we had male people we interviewed that were guys. Yeah. Like Big D came on. He was drinking beer. That's right. Yeah. We do love Marco or wine or yeah. tequila. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next one. Okay, so the next one in this random order is agape. Agape! Yeah, this is, I think, I'm like, oh, I love this. I love agape because I feel like I have agape all the time. That's who I am. Go Do ahead, you want to explain what it is? 
Well, God, you do you do a better job. Oh, okay. Well, so agape is the universal love. Um, it's the selfish love. So it's like loving people. Actually, you know, in education, there in Montessori, there was a whole lesson about this. Basically, loving people you don't know. Like you can have love for somebody that you don't know at all. It's that kind of love. Yeah, and you know, and I'm not claiming this just to say this is who you know. I'm not bragging. It's just for me, it, it's so organic. Like I, this is what I do. Like I go to dinner and I save my my dinner or or like lunch or whatever and and then if I see uh, I save it specifically if I see a homeless person I give my I ask them first because I'm not an asshole mm-hmm. so I ask them would you would you want my leftovers because you know it's always good to have permission mm-hmm. and I give them that so for me that it's just I just I don't know it makes me I don't know if it's um, altruistic it's not maybe it's not I don't know. But mm-hmm. I feel like it's something I have to do. Mm-hmm. You know, so I share that, my food, and it's a Filipino thing, perhaps. We love to share food. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's agape. I mean, I think when growing up in the Philippines in poverty, you learn as a tribe to really share. That That's a big deal growing up in the Philippines. You know, when we had extra food, it was always like, ask so-and-so if they need food. Mm-hmm. Like, you literally would go knock on you know, your neighbor's door and say, hey, we have extra food. Do you want some? So I feel like agape is like that's that's my initial experience of love, and I, I it's just who I am now, and I just I still I hope I instill that in my daughters. So mm-hmm. yeah, agape is it for me. Yeah, I love this kind of love, and that's kind of what that Valentine's Day movie is about too. <laughs> um, I gotta watch it. Yeah, because it kind of really is. I mean, yeah. And this is kind of I'm not gonna go on and on about this because I think it was sort of what we talked about for my birthday episode mostly because it was it was kind of what I was saying is like people who know what their community is about or are in connection with other people's needs and desires mm-hmm. are that's like you know something that's very important to me and I think that um hopefully everybody has that I mean the world would be a better place if everybody could consider the needs of the people around them and what they might need um and I will just say this because I'm like thinking of this week in Valentine's Day and what's happened to me this week um I so I volunteer, I've talked about this before, but I volunteer at this, um, like women's shelter, but it's the retail shop. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And like the people that volunteer there, I realized today, and I'm, I'm, there was actually some kind of crazy things that happened today. Um, but are actually, I'm like one of the only volunteers who just volunteers. Like mostly it's people who have to do community service through the courts Mm -hmm. or people that like work there. And so, um, a lot of people who've done community service for the courts are people who had serious drug issues. Right. Um, and it's been very eye-opening, and I'm very touched by seeing people who have gone through a lot of suffering themselves and, like, being so attuned to what somebody else's suffering may be. Um, and the people that work there touched my heart this week or this morning because, as you know, it's been raining and cold in Maui, <laughs> which is so weird. And, um, so obviously there's a lot of people that need warm stuff, you know? And so like immediately the lady who runs the shelter, you know, somebody came in, like a a guy came in asking about a sleeping bag and she just like immediately like procures for him all these like sweatshirts. We didn't have a sleeping bag, but like me and this other lady just got together all these like, you know, like shirts, sweatshirts, like, and I noticed this about her, like she does not ever like charge people for that kind of thing. If people come in looking for baby stuff, she gives it away. Yeah, necessities. You know? And I was just really touched to see that and be able to be a part of it. And um, but I think you know that 
like just the attunement that she has as like an auntie and I like I think she has so much aloha I mean yes. if you, when you meet her she's um she's like I a chain smoker I, think, I feel like agape is aloha totally yeah that's the first thing I thought when we were talking about it before like um you know everybody has nobody's perfect and nobody does everything right but you know, like this auntie is totally, you know, she's outside like smoking cigarettes like <laughs> half the time or she's sure. sitting on her phone. But like when it comes to somebody needing help and her being there, she's immediately there. And um, so that's my little kind of agape moment of the week is I think like um, seeing her in action and being able to be a part of that and be like helpful and do like she knows I'm a grunt worker. And like finally, so I've been volunteering there for like a year, I think a year, maybe less than a year. But I've been trying to go consistently. Like now, I you know she knows that I'll do the, like go there to do the grunt work and stuff. And like I don't know, I just appreciate that organization and seeing that. I feel like for as far as community organization goes, it's a good one. And the fact that they can be flexible in those moments and not just be like, oh, because there's like a there's like you know not everybody would do that. Like right. she could have been like, sure, we have a sleeping bag. It's two dollars. I mean, the prices at this place are real cheap. <laughs> You know, like, nobody's making a big buck on things. I was shocked today because she wanted me to put something on the shelf for 20 and $28. And I did, and somebody yelled at me. And I was like, I don't think this is a good idea. Um, $3, $3. Yeah, everybody wants to be 3 And they'll, like, argue about the $3. They're like, right. I don't think this is $3. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm just a volunteer. But that, like, to me, like, it's the adjustment thing. of it. And, but like, I love that. Honestly, I feel like what you and I have chosen as a profession is an example of us being agape, like, love agape love but you're a teacher and me as a therapist it's like really the love it's that universal love it's like love for others yeah you know? totally that's yeah. what i'm saying you have as a teacher you're like okay right well yeah because i'm not getting paid shit yeah you're so. not getting rich off of that you no. know so you yeah, just yeah. have to like hope that you have these things which do matter as a teacher i think when you see people that are now i mean i've been teaching for a long time there's people since 2004 so there's people who are well out of college yeah that i've taught you know, and it's nice when you have those connections and you that's what you feel like, oh, maybe I could, um, you know, maybe somebody would remember me. And usually people, I'm lucky I teach first grade, so usually people do remember the first grade teachers. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and so that's like super nice and yes, agree. Yeah, I, I know, like for me, being a part of, part of the reason I am a therapist is because I, I, like I really, it fulfills my soul to see somebody else healing their own wounds, healing their own trauma. Once I kind of just direct them to the right, to the way, and then they yeah. take on, you know, and they and then they go their on the they go on their own path. It's just, and I feel like that's agape. It's like you take care of each other. Yeah, for you know, sure. and that's that's what we do. We take care of each other. And that's right. agape, and I, I that's so there's so much value in agape. Yeah, I, that's for like, sure. I feel like that might be my favorite love. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said too about the Valentine's Day movie. Although I always associate it with like with with somebody that you don't know, so I don't know if my job yeah, totally yeah, yeah. really works for that. It does because, because it's I, these children do you don't them. know them. You I don't know really... them. Yeah, I don't right. know them at first, but no, then but, obviously by the end, I right? But but as soon as they walk in through the door, you still love them enough where you're gonna do the best for them that you oh, can. Yeah, yeah, you know I what agree. I mean? And, yeah. and just in general, that's who you are. Right. You're, yeah. It's it's this agape. Yeah. Right? That's like that's just your second nature. And, right, and, and wanting to do better for the community and be right, more community-minded. Right, and that's it. It's it's helping others, not for anything of any kind of glory. It's just it's just what we are. You can't even help it. Right, yeah. Right? It's just it's so organic and natural. Like, or, right. or, like you and I, agape is that organic and natural. And I would say that also, like, I think people in Hawaii and, like, in that, like, concept of aloha is a huge part of that explanation here. I mean, that resonates with me here. Mm-hmm. Is like, when you show aloha, you know, like, 
Um, I was just, I'm not going to sing this once again, but there's some really great songs about Aloha. So um, many. But I was singing with my students on Friday, you know, like, and the song is like, Aloha means hello, Aloha means goodbye, Aloha means I love you. Like, yeah. but it also, I think, like, there's so many good Hawaiian words that go with that concept. Um, but I think Aloha is a huge one because like, yeah. I've always been told ever since I moved here, I never heard of this term in the way that I, you know, it's been expressed yeah. since I moved here. Like showing aloha is not something you hear when you grow up. So like when you, if you don't grow up here, right? Like I did, then... It's a feeling. Aloha is a feeling. Right. But I feel like there's just all these different little ways. Yeah. That I see only in Hawaii. And there's, this could be a whole different episode one time. I love that. Because maybe we do aloha is a feeling. I know. I'm, you, you know, know what or I mean? just about like what that means. Because there's yeah, also so many weird... It's not a, just a verb. It's not a noun. It's so much more. But this is maybe another love. Yeah, you know? and there's also, um, by the way, and we can move on, but there's so many um, weird, interesting ways that Hawaii has touched mainland politics and history that sometimes you don't realize, like, or I didn't know until, like, I kind of hear them. I'm like, holy crap. And that's more getting us into, like, a different show, I think, than the topic that Let's we're talking about now. election time. Let's but, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. Okay, next kind of love. Okay, that the next about. one randomly. Now, see, now I'm like, now I feel like we're going in the right order. Is now prag. So this one cracked me up because this one is pragma, which is pragmatic. Um, yeah, that's the first time I read it. I'm like, it's like the Greek word pragmatic, and this is the long. Um, <laughs> I, I can't even read my writing. I, I think it was something else, but I said long seasoned love. I feel like it's the right idea. Somebody said it's like the long mature <laughs> established couples, and it says making compromises. <laughs> Yeah, this is the, I've been married for 15 fucking years. Yeah. I don't know, whatever, do whatever the fuck you want because we've been married and I love you, but whatever. But you're probably not experiencing Eros on the daily basis. Right? Sounds like you may not even be experiencing Celia at this point. Yeah, you're just kind of doing, going through the like emotions. Like weathering the storm. Because you're, you know, you love each other. It's all solidified, you know. Yeah. It's like, but, you know, so this is, this could be good. This is that the maintenance stage, I feel, of mm-hmm. love. You know, because you've achieved it all, so you're just gonna have to maintain it. And you gotta be, for me, I would have to be careful of being complicit or some sort of boredom in the oh, relationship. Oh, yeah. Well, I think so. This is the thing that like cracks me up because I have, have had like some commitment issues and like not wanted to like get to this point. So I'm like, yeah, let's bring it on with the arrows and the philia, even. Like, I want mutual respect and I wanna fuck and like get somewhere. But then as soon as it comes, like, now let's get to the stage of like pragmatics. Like, how is this going to work? And we have to make compromises. I've always wanted to bail. Always. Every relationship I've had, I'm like, I'm out now. This doesn't sound fun. <laughs> See you later. Like, I was a runaway bride. I think I've been engaged a few times. I'm like, uh-uh. I don't make it past those first two stages. I have no desire for this situation. But <laughs> um, especially when it says, like, and it's compromise. Like, all those things. No, no, no desire. Um, and I was going to say something nice about this. I don't know. This, this is scares the crap out of me stage this is when i bail this is the stage where i live for like yeah i know I was gonna say, this, is like, this is where you shine this, this is where joe this is, is where really head, good this is where i head for the hills <laughs> this is like i'm totally cool with this like i i'm not i mean i don't know i just love being comfortable this is where you're so comfortable you're complicit naked you don't give a fuck but it's also the danger zone, as I have experienced in my divorce. Where it gets, like, boring and somebody strays. Right, like exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're like, because you're so used to each other and there's no more arrows. There's no more of the... But there's still philia. There's still that friendship. It's so much... It becomes... It's like you're bordering... Well, hopefully, because it yeah. depends on who you're with, right? Well, either you're just kind of bordering on just this friendship. 
so because you've been together for so long that somehow the arrows because arrows doesn't last everybody it does not last in fact oh forget to tell you arrows last 14 months by science what yeah 14 this is months. like a random new fact to no 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 this. 14 months because everybody take note because 14 months is all chemicals the first 14 months of the relationship your dopamine is up your uh your serotonin is up every all the feel good basically mdma is shooting through your veins like nobody's business for the first 14 months of your relationship and the average length of a relationship is two and a half years to three years because after 14 months yeah, people are like i'm running for the hills well no after 14 months you're like it's okay you're like you know you start to see the other person for who they are and then you're and like then you went out but you're like no <laughs> i'm holding on to the 14 months because they were so amazing they were so oh. amazing no see this right is this is all my relationship is gonna die <laughs> I'm like, I don't hold on to that anymore. I'm like, it's not amazing now, and I got to get out of yeah, here. Yeah, but most people hold on, hoping that it'll come back. But they don't realize the first 14 no, I know months. it's not coming back. Well, a lot of people do, right? For the first 14 months, it's all chemical. So you know what I've decided now, actually? Hmm. It's like now. You're only going to date people for 14 months? In the no. The fr- like now that I'm doing this whole dating thing, it's uh-huh. like, oh, my God. I am so, I'm like sitting in the moment going, oh, my God. I love this because I know it's not going to last. So I sit there and... Oh, you're going to savor it. Oh, I savor every fucking moment. I'm like, this is so cool that I think you're so beautiful and you think I'm so beautiful because if we are together after 14 months, you're not going to think I'm as beautiful. (laughs) I'm going to fucking hit your face. You know, it's like... Yeah. Anyway, I just, I know there's something so awesome about knowing that there's a, a, a lifespan <laughs> to the arrows. Yeah. So life, going back to arrows, lifespan of arrows is 14 months. So now we go into... Um, the pragma. Into the pragma. Long, yeah. And like right. I said, I generally want to bail and run away at this stage. I guess technically I'm there because I've been in a relationship more than 14 months. I don't feel like I'm at this stage personally. But I guess I am if it's science and I'm. But then at the same I'm, time, you have you don't you you have this long distance thing. Okay, right? so maybe that. So then that's the key. I guess we can spread out those fourteen you do. months to be over you do. years. You do exactly because that makes a big difference. You're not together in 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 each other's pheromones. You're not each other in actual energy. You know, right. for that long, so that makes a big difference. But when you're with each other, not necessarily every day because you don't have to live together. But if you're in close proximity. Within 14 months, you're going to be like, oh, my God. I'm out. <laughs> you know. I big D, so I guess we're going to be long distance for a lot longer. Yeah, yeah. So, I, so, so, yeah. so there's a lot to be said about long distance. It could be so awesome. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. And, I mean, I do feel like there's parts of us that are in, there's some things with this, like, making compromises and being more, literally more pragmatic just about things. You know, like, I feel like at first it's, like, whirlwinds, like, hey, it's so exciting, let's go to Vegas, whatever. Now it's, like, let's plan and figure out like what we can you know what we should do what we can do what's the best pragmatic thing there's other things yeah this is not I, my I exciting thing gosh i can't wait to get to a pragmatic stage in any relationship i've never had a relationship that's well since a divorce that's pragmatic yet it hasn't ever reached to that stage well i'm i'm hotly trying to avoid it so. i want to <laughs> i'm like you but just I'm... gave me a new you just gave me basically a whole new lease because you told me 14 months stretched out over a long distance time so, so be like three years sorry for you. so big d don't get mad this this is the reason we're not gonna like move in together because we have to stay out of this stage <laughs> For as long as possible. Whereas I'm trying to rush my 14 months because I do. Yeah. I I honestly enjoy the pragmatic stage. For me, it's that even though it could be dangerous, but I feel like it can only be dangerous if you're with an asshole. If it can only be dangerous with a guy who just wants to cheat, no matter what. That's my personal history with the pragmatic. Yeah. Right, but if you're with a person who's also pragmatic mm-hmm. and is loyal, who is like full on, just like the feel they are loyal. Mm-hmm. The pragmatic stage is amazing. I'm guessing I've never been with somebody like that. Long 
long enough to find out. But then I would feel like, I would guess that it would feel safe and comfortable and you could fart and do all that shit and they'll be fine. <laughs> um, I, was in a, I was in a relationship for 13 years that definitely was in the pragma, pragmatic whatever stage for a very long time. And I think that's the reason that I Yeah, but you didn't have stage. the arrows. Well, I mean, we did because when we were, I feel like that these some of these stages don't really count when you're a child, right? Like, we were children. Another, when we you started were children. Dating. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Well, I already said it. Bottom line, I'm bailing at this stage, so. That's <laughs> and it. I'm crossing my and fingers. She's for staying. The, I'm she's crossing. staying no matter what. I'm out the door. I she's want the stage to happen for me because <laughs> I'm so good at this stage. This is like my favorite stage. <laughs> okay. And I, I love you, Big D. I might stay for the stage, but I'm just saying it's not my favorite. I got my bridesmaid dress ready. Yay! <laughs> All right. Next and one. then the last one. Last okay, one. I, you Perfect need to pronounce timing. this one because I kept fucking it up. Felicia, but I just keep thinking of like Felicia. Felicia <laughs> I don't know how to say this. You said a Felicia. You said Felicia or something, which I, also, that's a town in Iraq, though. Is it really? Yeah. Well, so this is P H I. How did you say this? Felicia. 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 P H I L A U T I A. In case you wanna, in case you wanna Google this one. P H I L A. Felicia. She's a Felicia. Okay, yeah. So she's right. Not me. It's not. It's not fellatio. It's self love. It's not fellatio. I'm not giving. I'm not giving myself a blowjob. <laughs> but if men could do that, dude, they would, then it would. Re- I would really be in trouble. Then they might rule the world. Um, Felicia. I'm Felicia. good at. I am so good at Felicia. I do not understand why this is called Felicia. I'm trying to like figure out that what um, the Greek Latin. Yeah, Greek it doesn't really is. say it. It just says. Um, it just says self love. Self love and clever Greeks such as Aristotle realized there were two. Two types. Oh, okay. One was an unhealthy variety associated with narcissism, where you become self-assessed and focused on personal fame and fortune. A healthier version enhanced your wider capacity to love. Oh, I definitely straddle that moment. But I wonder why it's called... Oh, wait. Don't just seek arrows, but call it... But for me, Falangsha, as you're reading that, I feel like I'm very... You know, as a therapist, I always ask my clients, so how's your self-care going? It's important. It, It. I think it... I mean, as I've gotten older, this is like, you know, I feel like everybody, by the way, if they can have the wisdom that they have at 40, but, you know, be 20, like they, <laughs> they would rule the world. You know, I feel like some of the women or some people rule that are in power world, now must girls. have had, must have had that knowledge that, you know, like, because now I'm like, God, if I knew this when I was 20, my life would have been so different. I feel like the self-love is so important. And Holy it like, shit. it's everything about like, it's not even just, well, I mean, one, just become like I don't know and I'm just speaking for myself I'm not sure that people once they go through adolescence and high adolescence and high school in general find a lot of ways to love themselves I mean I'm being honest I think that what happens with especially girls I'm just gonna focus on girls going through adolescence and high school and going through all these trials and tribulations they leave with not a lot of self-love right and I feel like it takes years to get it back and I was in I was definitely in that situation and i've just recently like i've always been like self-love like let me do a face mask or get a facial that's but, a form of but it's yeah. a form of it but that's the actual, actual part deep it. part of it of being like no yeah. i truly love myself and i am valuable and i mean something is really newly coming to me and i feel like um i thought you were getting my one i'm like oh she's 
so nice. I know. As <laughs> no, I'm, soon just, as I I'm just joking. See, I'm just joking. See, this is Felicia. Felicia, you're giving yourself a blowjob? Oh, no, she's me. not. She's not. Oh, I'm good. I'm just I would, I, I, I would if I could, though. I know, me too. Um, that's what womanizer is for. Yeah. We should do a whole topic, too, about, like, womanizer and... Um, okay, anyway, but self-love, I feel like, is, like, the most important, like... It's so important. It's it. I think it relates to. Oh, thank you. See, it's I'm relating. You, you are. This is we the friendship love. This is friendship philia. love. We have our philia. 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 Um, but like anyway, self love is is super. Is it's like that's how everyone else is going to treat you too. That's like what it kind of all comes down to. And that's what's like one of the biggest hardest things with for me with raising an adolescent. I think is that I'm like, oh, you know, like how you treat yourself and how you love yourself is how other people will treat you. But I don't think that adolescent girls really see it that way. No, you know, I feel like, you know, for me, like, you know, when people ask me what is self-love, it really is, it's like how do you show yourself that you value you? So the simplest way for me is like, okay, when you, for us, it would be like you, we hopefully, if you have a nice, Okay, I'll go with mine. If you have your nice Toyota Tacoma, you're like, how do you show that you value it? (laughs) I might disagree with this this analogy. But, you know, but that's it. Like, how do you show that you value it? I'm going to wash it. I'm going to vacuum it. All that stuff, Oh, okay, okay. That's what I mean. So when we say self-love, it's kind of the same. Because initially, when we say self-love, people have no idea what that is. Yeah. It's, It's really interesting. Like, you're like, what do you mean? Like, I don't know. I brush my teeth. I'm like, that's great. But that's, it's, it's deeper than that. It's like where you really, it's about value. Self-love is, I value myself. Yeah. You know, and it boils down to that. And, and I feel like it's also now, as a 46-year-old female, it, it's, just, it's the maturation of what that means. Mm-hmm. You know, how I, how I showed myself self-love when I was 20 is different from how I showed myself self-love when I'm 46. Okay. You know, and so... So what would be self-love in your 20s? I had... I feel like I had no self-love for myself in my 20s, I'm going to be honest. So for me at the time... Yeah. At the maturity level that I was, Uh for me really it was just like looking like everybody else. Oh, okay. You know, I I wanted to be like, oh, okay, well, she's dressing like that. Back then it was like very cholo for me back in the Bay Area. I was like very cholo and like looking like, I don't know, like it was pretty cool. (laughs) I don't know. Okay. Anyway, with the like back, slick back hair, but it's very superficial, right? Okay. But going with that, and whereas now it's still there's a, there's a bit of superficial, but it's more of there's a strength. My for me now, self love is valuing what 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 is important to me. Like it's okay that I do want to do this, and uh, it it doesn't really matter so and so's opinion, or more, it doesn't matter what my upbringing's opinion was more than anything. Okay. You know, like it doesn't matter. I'm I'm sorry, mom and dad, that you know, you don't believe what I'm doing. That I'm going to get more tattoos. That that's a big deal. Like so that's self-love because I feel like it's it's okay for me to tap myself up. It's like self-acceptance. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so it is like now it's self-acceptance whereas in my 20s self-love at the time was really showing that I fit in and I was good enough. Oh, see, I feel like those were like I would look at that as self-destructive. Well, in, in your my twenties, because right. I, I mean, I did this. Of course, I did the same thing. Like, I wanted to fit in, and I want. I bought the clothes that everyone else was wearing, and I remember laughing and like, kind of like, rolling my eyes at my own self because I'd be like, I don't really actually like these things, but I'm only doing it because so and so has Gucci glasses. So I'm gonna also buy some Gucci glasses. Right. But I remember, and especially my mother, like rolling. I still her eyes love Gucci glasses. I have, I have Gucci glasses, but I love them. But but I <laughs> like um I think. 
I, I, this is just my personal experience. I don't think I experienced or even had an, an awareness of what self-life might even possibly be until at least my 30s. And for me, and I'm on the slow bus, obviously, um, like I, as far as this, because like, you know, I, with relationships too, I'm like, oh, I can't even get to that. But thing. I mean, but I, I don't, that's not true. I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one when you say you didn't. But I think when we conform in our 20s, that's the idea. The idea of self-love is love. Right. As we mature and we really have an idea of, and we really have the concept of what love is, then we evolve into that. You know but what I, I mean? But I see, I feel like conforming was self-destructive because it just like stupidly, I'm like, yeah, I'm but a teacher. What, why did I spend Yeah, but what, was, what, what option did you have at the time? Well, I feel like I could have been like, I'm cool with myself and I don't. But you my... couldn't have. You didn't have that maturity is what I'm saying. You were just. Yeah, but I don't, I, don't think do, I don't think, I don't think that self-love would be doing something to conform. Like, I feel like it's to me, and this is just me, it's the opposite. It's like getting to a state where like, and you were saying it too, like you don't care what anyone else thinks. Because you you are what matters. In your life, it's you what matters. Yeah. And I'm just personally saying, I, I did not have that in my 20s in any way, shape, or form. There was not one thing that I can think of when I was younger that I would be like, oh, I was treating myself kindly or well. I just wasn't. I mean, like, it's, it's also not what I was focusing on. Like, I, I wouldn't spend a lot of time being like, I think I should love myself more. Like, I was out doing you know, so it wasn't even like in my brain at all until I was much older. So that's all. Yeah, but the doing was the love is what I'm saying. Is there there's the ignorance like in our twenties? Like I feel like for me, but I also like would go out and do cocaine and drink because right. everyone else did that. Yeah, but that was that your, can't be self love. Yes, it was at the time. That was it. This is what your idea of love is. And as we mature, we really understand what love is, and then we still go for that. That's that's how I see it. Like you know, yeah, I did some destructive things in my twenties and thirties, but that was because I thought that's what love was. It was more about ignorance. Yeah, but I feel like that's just a misunderstanding. Like right, right. But, and as, as as it clears up, you know, then we get a bit better, better under. It's a misunderstanding of what self love is, and now this is the value of being in our forty. For me, being in my forties of getting clarity of what, what that is. of what what actual self love is. Whereas before, it was like for me... So now at 40s, it wouldn't be going and getting a brand new purse. Not, I mean, for me, it would still be, but it's not the only thing. Like back in my 20s, that would have been the thing, okay. right? Now yeah. it's like, okay, if I can, right? But it's no big deal. Whereas right. in my 20s, that was the, that was the complete picture. But now that's just part of the picture, if that. Do you gotcha. see what I mean? Right, and I feel like that was based on my own ignorance, of what love was or what value was. Yeah. But now that I'm more mature. Different ideas. <laughs> I'm more I mature. Would, I would love to hear from anybody else about that last Cordy. Uh, I'm giving her a time. The last Falausha. F- Falausha. <laughs> tell us how you Falausha. How, how you Falausha fal- yourself. Fal- yourself. Please tell us. What's your interpretation of it? Let me know. I'm still struggling with it. And um, I think we need to wrap up because we're running out of time. But I think I know for me one last thing is Falausha at this point is really accepting even my carnal needs. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because back in my 20s, I wouldn't allow myself. I would, but then I would berate myself. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, you're so shameful for doing what you did. Yeah. Whereas now I'm like, fuck yeah, I did that. It was awesome. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Cheers to whatever kind of love you find yourself in. That's whatever right. you can appreciate. Happy belated Valentine's Day, everybody. Aloha. Aloha. <laughs>